Hello! You're listening to a very special bonus episode 70, Vultures and Disco Trees. This is our Christmas special, so you're getting two episodes this week. We hope you enjoy the show and have a very Merry Christmas. See you next year! So, you can see how Christmas oh. has consumed our lives in previous years. Well done us, too, this week. Oh, I mean, this year has been tip-top for podcast releasing. Top-notch. Not necessarily on the right day, but, you know, roughly the right yeah. week. That's been my approach. Maybe we'll get it back to Mondays for 2016. It's good to have an aim. Well, this is going to be our usual format of episode, but everything is going to have a Christmas theme. So, we'll start off with the intro, uh, as you usually do. It's a very good place to start. That's the lyric. Jessica, I believe you've been up to something Christmassy. Many Christmassy yes, things. Many Christmas things. Just, you know, wandering around London, looking at the pretty lights. Yesterday, I went to the work Christmas party, which was tremendous fun. It's the only time of the year, really, when you can wear an entirely sequined dress and not feel like you have to offer some sort of explanation. Unless you're Liza Minnelli or something, but I'm not. Or me. Or Rosie. What you can't see is that I'm currently wearing a full-length sequin gown. It's stunning. I thought it was a onesie, so I'm, I'm glad to know that it's actually a skirt. Yes, I had a lovely old time. Could have done with a spot more Christmas music for the dancing, but never mind. Was it just a general milling about drinking, dancing and listening to music? Yes, it was. When we got there, some of the chaps from work were actually playing in a band, actually doing sort of carolly Christmas music, which was very nice. And just sort of while everyone was arriving, and then they packed up so they could enjoy the party as well. And then we had a DJ. And they had a photo booth with lots of props, so that's fun. Did you at any point get told off for not listening to a drag queen like you did the other week? No, we managed to escape that that mishap again. Fab. So you were all sparklified and in a photo booth? Yes, with their silly hats on. It was was great fun. There was a lot of glitter and sequins and sparkles and everyone had a nice time. I approve 100%. Well, while you were at your Christmas party, I was out indulging in my... Well, a new-ish Christmas tradition, but it was the third year we did it, which is that my friends and I, specifically my friend Izzy and now my friend Lucy as well, but we, we're the core group, go and see the sing-along Muppet Christmas Carol at the Prince Charles Cinema. It is such terrific fun, because obviously if you're going to see the Muppet Christmas Carol sing-along, you super know the Muppet Christmas Carol. So when people sing along, they don't just sing... They do all the intonation, so when you get to It Feels Like Christmas, at the end, they repeat the line, It Feels Like Christmas, a couple of times. And there's one where the ghost of Christmas present doesn't really sing it, he sort of shouts, It Feels Like Christmas! And everyone does it, and then at the end of Bless Us All, everyone sings the final line and then coughs along with Tiny Tim, which is very funny. That's amazing. Um, because, as they uh-huh. say... <laughs> the goose! <laughs> I really enjoy saying... I nearly did it, and I, and I thought, oh no, that's that's your line, I'll let the you do that one. The goose! The um, goose! 
because the song When Love Is Gone was only ever in the VHS edition. It wasn't in the cinematic release, but obviously all the people that go to this grew up watching it on video. So people get very upset that it's not in. Whereas it was our Christmas tradition was to fast forward that song because we thought it was boring. But I've now come round to it. I think it works. When to go and make a cup of tea if it's not there. Exactly. But they show a version of it that's clearly been taken from YouTube. So you do the little intro. We all have a practice singing. And then they show when love is gone. And then they show the film. Just after the song, Michael Caine goes, Show me no more, spirit. And three years running, I have in a strangled yell because I'm a little ashamed, but I can't quite commit to it, gone, No, show us the film! So, <laughs> like, three people hear it and chuckle. And one year I'll be, I'll be brave enough to be like the person last year who Tiny Tim said one of his cute lines. I think it was just before Bless Us All. And right from the back of the cinema, this voice came out that just said, doomed <laughs> and nobody joined in on the first line of bless us all because we were all losing it that's what i got up to last night it was in leicester square so i also got to see the star wars changing of the guard outside the odeon oh my god wait 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 do they have stormtroopers standing outside that they have to change the guard what is this i've not come across this what do you mean changing of the guard this is what they call it the changing of the guard and it's people in quite discount stormtrooper uniforms in the their wearing jersey tops and bottoms and the armor's only on the front (laughs) so it would be very easy to defeat those guys they've got a little flag that's kind of got a mixture of the imperial logo and the odian logo and they just march about a bit on the hour and they play the star wars theme but they have people dressed up outside the whole time so they had stormtroopers and um x-wing pilots did you also see the fun fair Winter Wonderland in the middle of yeah, the Yeah, that I was square? not expecting at all. I turned the corners. Wow, there's a Ferris wheel. If you look up, it's quite jazzy because they have the Ferris wheel and the carousel. And then you look at eye level and it's just minions as far as the eye can see. I mean, I like minions enough. They're fine, but they're not very festive, are they? No, and I like Despicable Me, the first one. I have yet to see the second one. Oh, and I thought they were cute, but I didn't feel an overarching need for everything in my life to be minion themed. But it's alright, because I didn't go and see the Minion film accidentally. I saw them at the Christmas Carol at a civilised hour, and then I came home and was... <laughs> I realised that I was 108 years old, because we were standing outside the cinema just before we left. I turned to Izzy and said, Ooh, if I go home now, I'll have time to watch Christmas Country File. <laughs> and I did. Well, I watched half of it, I was about to fall asleep. Anyway, great times. It's an annual tradition that Jessica and I go to her Christmas party and the Muppet Christmas Carol on the same night. And one day... One day. One day Jessica will get to. They will not be the same. But in theory, I could go to both, I think. Yeah. Now you tell me. I would have to take the day off work, which I couldn't do this year. No. Which is the problem. We did, however, do one Christmas outing together, in that last week we went to Sutton House in Hackney. It's called Sutton House, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, I was really willing you to say Polston Lacey. I don't know why. I kept worrying I would say Sutton Who. We went to Sutton House in Hackney, which is a National Trust house, to see it... Uh, it was a bit decorated for Christmas. They had a nice tree. But also, we are members of the National Trust and don't necessarily get to, uh, that many houses, or I certainly don't. So this was a sort of, I would say, a practice Christmas outing because next year I'd like to go to one of the proper country houses. It was good, actually, going to one in town. It worked really well. And, adorably, their little tea room had an honesty box. And you just paid for your tea into the little box. And you just make your own tea. Yeah. That was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. It was cute. And it was like you were sitting in someone's kitchen. Yeah. A kitchen where you could buy jam and books yes yes so that was that was our Christmassy outing it was very jolly um my my home has progressed in its decoration since last we recorded 
I have my Christmas vultures up in both my bedroom and the living room. I need to make some. Do we need to explain what Christmas vultures are? Well, I assume the source material is going to come up in top five. That is true. Christmas vultures are newspaper robins where you fold it together and make a chain of birds and you colour them in. Well, technically you should be using a lipstick, but I used a mixture of colouring pencils and pens to make a little red circle to make his little robin red breast. And you hang them up and it's funny because they're made of newspaper so they look kind of rubbishy but great the reason they're called christmas vultures is in the source material which we'll get to they don't necessarily look entirely like robins so i have those in my bedroom and i have those in the living room in the living room i have now decorated my tree which i had not fully done but when we recorded i was about to make pom-poms so i have made two-tone pom-poms instead of baubles strung all my popcorn garlands around it and instead of a star i have lots of little yellow pom-poms tied around the top to kind of create a star that's nice i have giselle with some brown paper wings yeah of course that sounds like a gillian welch song giselle with brown paper wings my living room has become a wonderful little christmas nest i finally worked out how to make my sofa comfortable and i like to sit there with the lights on and i very nearly slept down there two nights running underneath my blanket I have to bring pillows down from my bed, though, and that means I have to keep carrying pillows around. So in the January sales, I'm going to go and buy new pillows. There are tons of pillows in this house. They're all rubbish. <laughs> they are all Well, I've thin. decorated my tree now. Yes, you have. And you can see pictures on our Twitter. Yes. Only the very, the very top of mine is on Twitter. Maybe I'll do a full-length shot. I'd love to see a full-length shot. I'm going to make paper chains today. Oh, I meant to buy paper to make paper chains but I couldn't find any I did look in the pound shop but as we know I, I couldn't so I'm going to make those and I'm going to make some Christmas vultures and make my living room look festive quite excited I've been watching even more Christmas cooking shows there's something very relaxing about them I have discovered that the um, my lights on my Christmas tree have lots of different settings on them and you have to scroll through to the last one to have them just on but the first one I thought was going to be like a gentle twinkle, so I thought, well, I'll go for that today. Turns out what that actually does is plays all of the possibilities. It just opens with a gentle twinkle, but that doesn't seem to exist as one on its own. So I was just sitting here casually drinking tea, waiting for us to Skype, at which point it went insane, and they were just flashing like crazy because that's the next setting. It was like disco. Why would you want a disco tree? Too much. They're supposed to be like nice and calming and ooh, isn't it beautiful and instead it was just ah this is too much for a monday morning that's fair so yeah that's my tree jessica what is your christmas song my christmas song is oh holy night by the peony sisters what a lovely rendition of my favorite carol yes it's a glorious version when they did it at the union chapel it was amazing kate's voice is so clear ah it's pure as the driven snow why people are driving snow around, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, that's a really terrific Christmas record in general. I'm sure we've recommended it in previous years of Operation Get Festive. Um, and we urge you to check that out. Check it out. Top fives! Top fives. Christmas top fives. <clears throat> Christmas top fives. Well, it's finally time for me to use the top five list that I accidentally wrote last week because I forgot what we were doing and didn't write cereals. But it means that you're super prepared. I'm so super prepared that I've realised I've got six, so I need to cross one out. <laughs> Unlike me, who was writing it at 5 to 11. Googling best Christmas television episodes, which is what we want to talk about. We sometimes struggle to come up with topics for top fives, but I've realised we have Christmas top fives for the next decade or so. We oh, absolutely. Christmas films, Christmas songs, anything. We will be bringing you our top five Christmas episodes of television programmes. 
Technically, this is episode 70, although whether it will be numbered, I've yet to decide. We'll find out what happens when I edit it. So I'll start, shall I? I'm going for two... No, actually, I think just the one crossover. Um, Maybe we'll have two. That's my prediction. Okay. We'll see. Number one. One for definite. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to open with this. Number one, the good life, silly but it's fun. Correct. Tick. Absolutely. Now, this is the source of the Christmas vultures. The Good Life is a BBC sitcom from the 70s about Tom and Barbara Good, who become self-sufficient and set up a little small holding in their back garden. And the Christmas special, which is the final ever episode, and it's good because the final episode of the actual series ends on a slightly down note. So you know that it all comes good because of the Christmas special. The premise being that their their well-to-do neighbours, the delivery for Christmas, doesn't come. So they all have Christmas together and get very drunk on Peapod Burgundy. And it's very funny. And we watch it every Christmas day after Doctor Who. And we don't really need to watch it so much as it prompts us to recite the script from memory. It's tradition. Very much so. Uh, I'm so sorry, you have to telegraph. Number two. Two. The Christmas Invasion. Ooh. That is the first Christmas special of Doctor Who. It's that one with the Christmas trees. It is the one with the Christmas trees, and it's David Tennant's first episode. And I'd say that all Christmas specials since have been struggling to reach the height of that episode. Some of them have been a bit dark or a bit ploddy. This one, New Doctor, silliness, festivity, quoting from The Lion King, man running around in his dressing gown like Arthur Dent and needing a cup of tea. Oh, I'd forgotten that. I'd forgotten that it was that. Yes, correct. Absolutely correct. And of course, it opened... My eyes of 2005, Rosie, to the joy that is David Tennant. Am I right? I am right. And it wasn't that one that was like like Titanic in space where they killed Kylie on Christmas Day. Yeah, who does that? It's Christmas Day. Well, she's going to survive because it's Kylie. Oh, God, she sacrificed herself to save everyone else. Number three. Number three. Timmy time. How did I not even think of that? It's Timmy time. Timmy, it's Timmy, it's the best programme on television. Timmy Time Christmas Special. Most Timmy Time episodes, nine minutes. This, 20 minutes. And they get snowed in at the nursery overnight, and he doesn't think he's going to get the scooter that he wants. That was very stressful. And at one point he goes into a, a fantasy sequence where he's dressed as Evil Knievel, and there's an amazing bit where it zooms in on his crying face. Last summer, friend of the show, Lewis, came over and I said, oh, have you ever seen the Timmy Time Christmas special? So in the middle of August, we sat and watched the Timmy Time Christmas special. I love it so much. <laughs> number five, four. Number four. Number four. Rosie doesn't know number four. <laughs> well, it's because I've switched a couple around. The West Wing episode, In Excelsis Deo, which poor Jessica has heard about non-stop since I first saw it. I don't, I don't ever need to watch it because I've basically... I, I know it. This is from the first season, and there are so many great things. There's President Bartlett wanting to shop in a bookstore by himself and not allowing the press. But mainly, there's the stuff with Toby for, for reasons of... He organised a veteran's funeral, and then Charlie talks to Mrs. Landingham, and she's saying about how she just misses her boys because they, she had twin boys and they died in Vietnam at Christmas, and it's very moving. And then at the end, they have the choir lined up, and they have the big Christmas tree in the White House, and the choir is singing Little Drama Boy, but Toby's not there because he's gone to this military funeral. He's secretly organised using the president's name, and it's terribly moving, and also Christmassy. And I think this is when Leo's taking a lot of prescription pills. Oh, well, throw that into the in for good measure festive and number five number five our bed's uncontrollable christmas as everyone who listens to this podcast or 
who I've met in the last two or three weeks knows I have been watching a ton of Community and I really really like it and season two's Christmas episode Arbid's Uncontrollable Christmas is I mean it's just terrific it's really funny it's great and then it's kind of got a bit of a one-two punch to the gut and I just got quite moved oh it god it doesn't Disney. do a future armor does it oh goodness no 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 it's no, no oh, i say one two punch the gut this is a moment you just think oh this is actually there's, there's a sadness but it's a, a joyous sadness okay good it. i had like a seymour moment i was hoping that it wasn't going to be just a dog waiting no uh, what's great about this is the whole episode is stop motion in the manner of one of the old-fashioned christmas specials like uh glenn weldon likes with mr frosty pants or whatever he's called Snow Miser. Not Cold Miser. Don't call him Cold Miser. He's Snow Miser. Oh yes, Jessica. So Jessica and I have been setting each other cultural challenges and we've both succeeded. Yeah. Crushing it to be honest, community wise. If I if I continue the pace I'm going, I might actually get to that episode before Christmas. How far in are you? Uh I think I'm on episode nine. Isn't it great? I'm really enjoying it. I just watched the one with the debate. Oh yeah, that is great. I very much enjoyed the Halloween episode. Which Halloween one is that? Oh, when Brit is dressed as a squirrel and... As an adorable chubby squirrel. Am I Batman? Yes, I am Batman. But uh, Arbid's Uncontrollable Christmas is around that point in season two. So okay, cool. you can easily... We can get there in Christmas time. I can manage that. I can manage that. I can probably do that Frankly, like if you today. skipped ahead, you know. you, it, it's not plot heavy. Okay, That's cool. my top five. Jessica, after you finish that ill-timed swig of tea, would you like to present us with your top five? Yeah, but, you know, time to have another one now. This is absurd. Better be Christmas tea. Yeah, it's got brandy in it. Okay, number one. Silly, but it's fun by the good, good life. Silly, yeah. but it's fun. Silly, but it's fun by the good life. Uh, yes, I, I don't need to add anything to that. Number two, number two. The Blue Peter Christmas special. Oh, okay. I like it. That they do every year. Uh, I don't know if they still do it. I sort of assume they do, but they like the last bit on the Advent Crown, which we've mentioned before. They all give each other Christmas presents, and then at the end, the, was it the Chalk Farm Salvation Army band comes in. <laughs> It's amazing. It's brilliant. I know what they look like, but because I've just watched the Muppet Christmas Carol, I'm picturing those funny Muppet baby Sally armies. They open the doors like at the end of uh, White Christmas. They do! And you realise that Blue Peter appears to be filmed in an industrial warehouse. Yeah, because it's like, obviously they have to have... It's the, it's the loading dock for the studio. They probably don't do that anymore because they're not in Broadcasting House. Not Broadcasting what? House. They're not in Television Centre. Oh no! They're in Salford. They're in Salford. Maybe There must be a Salford equivalent of the Chalk Farm... And the weather's army. probably colder up there. And maybe they might actually get snow. So yeah, they open the loading bay scene dock doors and uh, a little children's choir comes marching down the road. It's awesome. Number three, Number three, Dinner Ladies Christmas. I can't believe I forgot that! That was the other one that I thought would be the... the What's so stupid is I thought about that when I was thinking of making this list and completely forgot to put it down. But of course, the Christmas episode of Dinner Ladies. Ren gets an extra sketch. And a colliery band turns up. And the colliery band turns up over the Pennines. Right, our new Christmas Eve tradition that's kind of evolved in the recent years is that we tend to do our stories. We always sit around and read picture books to each other because we're yep. great and also five years old. I have managed to uh, encourage at least three other people at work to start reading Christmas at Exeter Street. They all have small children. I don't know what my excuse is. I'm the one who has it read to them still. Yeah, I mean, I am the smallest child in that room when it happens and I'm the room when it happens and I'm 26. But we read those quite late. Uh, parents go to bed and Jessica and I watch Christmas Dinner Ladies. <laughs> Probably fall asleep. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's a, just a lovely, sweet episode. It's so nice. And, and she gets adorable. a coat. How long have you had that coat, Bren? Oh, not long, eight years maybe. We've promised ourselves a kiss for Christmas, but it has to be in the office because I cannot let myself go near a bacon slicer. <laughs> <laughs> 
if I sing Jingle Bells in my head, I do now do the version that Jane and Malcolm do with the little hat and the concertina. Ha 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 ha. Right, anyway, moving on. Number three. Four, I thought. Ali McBeal. Multiple Christmas episodes. Yes. Because I love Ali McBeal. That's an established fact. And it's festive. I hadn't watched it for ages. Last week, when I was putting out the Christmas tree, I put on some Ali McBeal Christmas episodes, and it was amazing. For one, do you remember that the screen used to be square? Like, actually square. It was crazy pants. And that's not that long ago. You expect things from the 50s, but that's 1997. Yeah, that episode would even have been later. I would have thought that I would occasionally watch things that were a bit more square, but apparently not. Anyway, that's not the point of this. They're fun, because... They have the ridiculous levels of Ali McBeal nonsense, but with festive and stuff and twinkly lights. And today I'm going to watch the season four episodes with Robert Downey Jr. And his little blue flashing nose. And his blue flashing nose. But there are two crucial things to note about Ali McBeal Christmas. We don't watch the episode from season one, Boys to the World, because it's sad. And we don't watch the one from season five, because aside from the fact that it's season five and it wasn't very good, it's, it's also sad. So we don't, we skip those. We pretend they didn't happen and it's fine. That's my recommendation. And number five. Number five. Do you have to make a choice? Yeah, I do. I've, I've made the choice, but then I was just questioning it for a second. I've made it. It's fine. It's locked in. The episode of Ed. I don't remember which season it was from. As we know, Ed is a, a lawyer who owns a bowling alley. And he has to represent somebody who has been asked by all his neighbours to take his Christmas lights down. So they get everyone to vote on whether the Christmas lights should be taken down. And they do vote. Most people go on the side of take them down because they're too much and then ed realizes that they didn't ask everyone because they only asked the grown-ups so they ask everyone and the lights have to go back up and it's cool because all the kids voted for yes and that is my top five i have several honorable mentions i know you have at least one because it got booted from your top five. Oh, i have like a thousand not mm-hmm. a thousand like maybe seven well i actually have written boy to the world the ali mobile sad christmas episode yeah i know why carry on Yeah, it's not actually part of the Christmas plot. It's because in that episode, Richard Fisher's uncle has died and he was a bigot. Stick with us, everyone. And at his funeral, he requests that a gospel choir sings Randy Newman's Short People. And the gospel choir does sing Randy Newman's Short People. And it is unbelievably good. It is very funny. So if you can get through the very sad story of the dead prostitute plotline, may I recommend the bigot's choir? (laughs) Ah, festive. Both, we can agree, the most Christmassy words there are. <laughs> An honourable mention from you, Jessica. An honourable mention from me, to tie in with your Timmy time, that Bob the Builder Christmas special. I just wrote that down as well. Where his brother comes to visit, and they have the flashback to when they're little, and, and the brother breaks his toy, so Bob fixes it. It's really cute. And Noddy Holder plays Elton John's roadie. Oh, yeah. That is a great Christmas special. That's a good Christmas special. I have got... Probably my favourite Friends episode, the one with the holiday armadillo. That is also on my list. Because Ross is attempting to explain Hanukkah, but the only outfit he can get is an armadillo costume, so he does it while dressed as an armadillo, and then Chandler turns up as Father Christmas, and Joey just turns up as Superman, (laughs) and everyone's in fancy dress, and it's sweet and funny. Yeah, that's cute. I've got uh, Miranda, the perfect Christmas because it's the, it ends with them all standing around the piano and seeing Christmas carols, and it's really nice. Um, and it also features the rendition of Cooking Wet's Last that I now always sing, because I, I can't remember what the real words were. Nor do I, said Stephen. Featuring Tom Conti as her dad. I have got the very final episode of the UK Office, which was a Christmas special, because it's Christmassy and it has two great things, which would be Tim and Dawn getting together, but also David Brent standing up to somebody and not being terrible and it's really sweet 
that's nice. Uh, I have Sports Night, which is the Christmas episode is actually the um, Six Southern Gentlemen of Tennessee episode, which is a just a good episode. And it's aside from being festive, but it's Christmassy, so let's go with that. And I oh know maybe that's the Thanksgiving episode. There's one episode of Sports Night where Dana is thawing a turkey in the lighting rig, and at some point it inevitably falls out of it. <laughs> But I think that might be Thanksgiving. Well, if we ever do Thanksgiving episode, obviously I will lead with CJ pardoning the turkeys. Obviously, and I will I will stick that in when I've worked out what time of year it was. So I have the Big Bang Theory, the episode from season one. Penny arrives to say that she's just got them some fun neighbour gifts for Christmas. Sheldon freaks out, doesn't know how to respond, so goes to bath gift store and gets her loads of toiletries, but in different baskets so that he can then work out how much her gift is worth and give her the corresponding gift and return all the others. What it turns out is that she has got him a napkin signed by uh, Leonard Nimoy and there is no way he can top that. So he gives her all of the baskets and then he hugs her. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's so adorable. Sheldon's happy. It's cute. I like that episode. And Kayla Croker has a little Santa hat on. She looks like a Cabbage Patch Kid. Uh, I've also got the season one episode of Sabrina where a little boy accidentally steals Salem for reasons I can't really remember. Is that the episode with Bobunk? That's what everyone said about Bobunk. Oh, I don't think it is. We can stick the Bobunk episode in there then. Yes. And then Coolio is in a poster and he talks to them in an alleyway. Why do we remember these weird snippets? And finally, I have Father Christmas slash The Snowman. Any Roman Briggs mm. type mm-hmm. animation. And that is it. Cool. Dear old Father Christmas, we think you're very kind. Rosie. Yes. Do you have a song? I do have a song. What is your song? My song is Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses. Ah. Ah. It's fun to dance to. It's kind of sarcastic. It's about romance. It's got a great line about cranberries. I love it. I didn't used to like that song, but I have come round to it now. I could have put Stop the Cavalry. You really don't like that song. Yeah, I was about to say, but it's, it's uh, no Stop the Cavalry, so... I like the sentiment of Stop the Cavalry. I just, I find that the, the dum-ba-dum-ba-dums sort of get stuck in your head. It's time for some Christmassy snacks. I love Christmassy snacks. What is your Christmassy snack? Stalin. Stalin? Stalin. Well, you should have paid for it, shouldn't you? But, um, Who is the least trustworthy member of the orchestra? The fiddler. These are Christmas cracker jokes we've previously had. Lovely. Mine are Phileas Foggs. Oh, excellent choice. Which you can just buy as garlic croutons, but they used to be made by a company called Phileas Fogg, and we always just refer to them as Phileas Foggs. I love those. I wish they didn't have milk in them. I think, again, give up veganism for them. No, not worth it. What have, have we seen, seen this week? What have, have we seen, seen this week? week? Oi. Just a quick one today. The website The Establishment did a great gift guide. Many websites have been doing them. But this is called The Official 2015 Feminist Killjoy Holiday Gift Guide. I hope you like feminist rants because that's kind of my thing. Do you want a t-shirt that says half of all T-Rexes were girls? Do you want a heart-shaped pendant with FBI Special Agent Dana Scully on it. Do you want battle armour for your cat? Uh, yeah. Also, could I have a cat? Would you like a pin that says I'm the next Slayer? Would you like a t-shirt with a ball of knitting on it that says Pierce the Patriarchy? Would you like a Final Girl Merit Badge? Would you like a pillow that says Dump Him on it? Would you like matching (laughs) Thelma and Louise scarves? Then, my friends, this is the gift guide for you. I I kind of want everything on it. Except the, except the Dana Scully thing, because I'm not bothered by the X-Files. Okay, Apart but a lot of people are. Uh, the cat battle armour, I can super recommend. That sounds amazeballs. It would be great. So if you have a feminist killjoy in your life, which, judging by the listenership, you probably do, then maybe get her something from this. 
Um, so that is our quick roundup of, I would say, Christmas gift guides. But that's the only one that's you need. The only one. Many Christmassy things are coming up on television. We've got a Detectorist Christmas special, got pretty much every Christmas film you could want. And on Christmas Eve, BBC Four are doing a two-hour sleigh ride, like their slow television series that they did back in the summer. It is two hours of a camera strapped to the front of a sled, going on a sleigh ride. No music, no commentary, just the sound of the snow. That sounds nice. Cannot wait. Set it to record in HD. <laughs> Well, it's nice to have something to pass the time. Yeah. Yeah. I am going to break out the big guns this evening, and I'm going to watch Elf. Oh, I was thinking about maybe watching Elf. Shall we watch Elf together? Yes. Well, dear listeners, this is our final episode of 2015. We'll be back very early on in January with our yearly roundup and annual quiz. I love a quiz. We wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, a wonderful holiday season, whatever you're celebrating or not celebrating. And a merry Saturnalia to you all. Oh, it's the solstice. Happy solstice, everyone. Summer is coming. Uh, you're the worst, Burr. To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash oh my greyhounds.